Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of April 21st, 2021. I'm Ryosuke, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginkies indeed. How you guys been? What you guys been listening to as of late? Start with you, Gray. Yeah, so, uh... Let's see. For me, I haven't been listening to anything too new as of late. It's just been a chaotic couple of weeks and just hadn't had a whole lot of free time. But, you know, I'm still loving Sparrows, uh, the Sparrows single from Chemistry and Dice. Uh, that has just been a lot of fun. Uh, also been checking out the Monster album by Ivy. Well, there's a seven in it, but I'm going to call it the monster uh, monster album anyways, even though it's M O N S seven E R Mon Sever Mon Yeah, Monster. Yeah, it's like monster, but it's it's a really good album. I actually I think this might be their best album to date. This is I think their third album overall, and I like it. I've listened to Monster more than their other two. Uh, and uh, every time I come back to it, I just I find more stuff I like about it. Summer Drive and Blue Daisy are just really freaking good songs. Swallowtail is amazing. And so if you haven't had a chance to check out Monster by Ivy, I, I do recommend that. Still digging Ollie's latest single, uh, Lonely Lonely. And other than that, Most 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 of the stuff like things I've talked a ton about, so nothing I can really debut. Sorry, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, what about you, Luna? So there's a few new things that dropped that I've been listening to. One of them is Cream dropped their newest single Fridays on the 14th, and I've had that one on repeat. I absolutely love it. I'm so glad to see them back releasing a lot more singles because a couple weeks earlier they released How Many Times, which I greatly enjoyed, but I like Fridays a little bit better than How Many Times. Looking forward to seeing what else they'll be releasing. Also, Emmy Maria released her single Let's Chill and freaking love it. I am so glad she is back doing music. She is such a beautiful, sultry voice. And whenever she does release a new digital single, I always go back and listen to a couple of her albums that really got me into her, such as Bluebird is one of my favorites. It came out in 2011. Scream My Name, Nobody Like You, ASAP, fantastic songs. And also went back and listened to her Contrast album from 2010 and Get On My Bus is probably one of my top songs by her and show me your love as well so it's nice going back and listening to her older stuff and then listening to her newest track let's chill which it has some fresh elements to it but you can tell it's still emmy maria doing her thing and i absolutely love her voice it is just beautiful and then i also have been listening to a lot of kodakumi mainly because it's my birthday month and my husband agreed to watch anything I wanted and this included concerts 
as long as they were on the app called Letterboxd. So that's where you log movies. And I'm like, okay. And that's a whole bunch a of her b- concerts were on there. <laughs> oh, a whole bunch a, of her concerts are on. That's such a vague loophole. <laughs> I love it. it I is. love he's, it. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, as long as it's on Letterboxd, so I can log it because he logs all his movies. So, like, okay. And most of her concerts were on there. Same with, like, IU. So what did I do but add all of her concerts that were not on Letterboxd, which took me a while to do. And so because of that, I've actually listened to a ton of Kodakumi. And the funny thing is, is he kind of likes her now because whenever (laughs) I gave him a choice of what to pick, it was always Kodakumi. And he, there's a couple of her songs, like he was actually entertained. He didn't play on his phone. He was glued to the screen, and I was sitting there like, oh, my God, I think he actually kind of likes this. But, like, we watched her Deja Vu tour, which is has one of my favorite performances of Be My Baby. And he liked how he had fun with it, and we watched her Bon Voyage tour, and we watched her first tour, Secret, the first limited class live. The only one us on DVD is not really her first tour, but you get the idea. <laughs> and it was funny because he was watching that like, Wow. She's so much more flashy now and more entertaining now. What year was this? <laughs> I, I, I so, like the fact that you literally just Stockholm syndrome your husband into, into loving Kodakumi. I, I kind of did because I gave him a choice. He did pick one Milia concert. He picked her first one from, from 07 or her Diamond Princess tour, which I added to Letterboxd because I, I'm just like, well... If it has to be on Letterboxd, I am going to add all these concerts that aren't on here. So there's a lot more Japanese concert on Letterboxd for those who do use it for movies. Just FYI. Thank you, me. Spent a while logging those and getting all those photos. But we've listened to a ton of Kodokumi for that reason. And it got me back into a lot of her music because I do love listening to her. And one of the things that, like, I sometimes fail to realize is how lo- how far she's come from listening to Affection and then listening to her latest mini-album, Wings, and seeing her styles change over the years. Because he was even shocked of some of her music. He's like, "Is I can't believe this is the same person. And some of her, just by her vocals, he's like, I didn't realize her style changed that much and can change that much. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, she's a versatile artist. And... Take Back still one of my favorite songs. And I will say, he's probably heard Walk a million times because that's always the ending song. <laughs> that's always the encore. <laughs> so a lot of Kodakumi. I also went back to Milia just because, one, she has a new album dropping and it's really freaking good. I know we talked about that one last time, but I did go back to her older stuff. Ken, especially because me and you talked about some of the nuances she has in her music. So... It actually got me to really go back to your talk and Rose, her debut album, and then work my way up from Di- Rose, Diamond Princess, Tokyo Star, Ring. And it's interesting see- hearing her nuances and her style change, but you still know it's her. And I've had a lot of fun listening to her. I will say, though, her collaborations with Shota Shimizu are just fire because they sound perfect together. And that's one of the things I do absolutely love. And if you haven't checked her out, I do recommend checking out some of her music. Her new album is just freaking fantastic. So one of the other things I went back to 
I went back to a witch and I do this every once in a while. And it's actually because, so Chan Mina also is dropping a new album. By the time this comes out, it'll probably be out already. And a witch did a remix with Chan Mina and it's for Bijin. And that remix is freaking fire. Oh my God. The live version of it when they released the live. I was, I watched that live like five times on YouTube. Just, it was phenomenal. But it got me to actually go back to A Witch's Queendom album. And I started watching a ton of documentaries on her too, just because I found it very interesting. But it, it, her Queendom album holds up. I mean, I love Queendom because it's a very minimalistic composition and it really concentrates on her story and the rap. And, I think that's one of what gears me toward her is when you listen to her lyrics, they have a story and a lot of it's about her life and her child. And I love hearing the stories in her music. So Queendom displays that on point. And I also just love some of the other tracks she did. Kuchini Dashte, Daranai Shiokana. So great album if you're into hip-hop rap style and i mean i I know it's not for everyone's thing but if you want to check her out her stories are definitely worth checking out for that reason and um uh, and we i listened to adashi i went back to adashi because i have their 4k of record of memories and since I kind of give my husband a choice of like, here's what, here's our choices of what, what music like you can pick from, because if it was me, he'd probably be questioning some, some of the stuff. So he actually picked Odyssey's record of memories and it got me back in an Odyssey kick. Although he was not very amused in Odyssey, Kodokumi was apparently more entertaining than that, which disappointed me because he did start playing (laughs) on his phone. So that's how I knew (laughs) he was like checked out after a certain point. And I totally get Odyssey isn't for everyone. It really is. Yeah, because it's 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 boy group, so you know it is. It is, and I love them. Like watching that in 4K with Adobe Digital, and then we did switch some of the other soundtracks because the 4K, fantastic. Totally recommend buying it. It's worth the money if you have 4K set up. But I I forgot how much I love them, and it and I was singing along to the songs. It just made me happy and sad seeing it again. I did start crying. I think the only thing that irks me is Love So Sweet is during the credits. And that was their encore for their 5x20 tour. One of my favorite songs. But all in all, if you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. It the Everything they do for record for their 5x20 tour, it is just phenomenal. Their vocals, just the arena, the crowd is so into it. That's one of the th- my favorite things right now is watching crowd reactions and it just it got me back listening to Adashi again and I I don't know what my my favorite song varies I think it's probably happiness right now or we can do it I've been more in that upbeat but then I also love monster they just have so many great songs and it was funny because like my husband asked me do you actually own any of their albums and I'm like yes I do let me go get them <laughs> I get a little too excited. I couldn't get the Kodokumi ones because he realized I literally have a whole giant shelf dedicated to Kodokumi, not including the fan goods and photo books and figures. So, but he, 
Yeah, it, it's been an interesting um, listening because it's mainly been me revisiting a lot of artists I love and being here. Let me show you. It's my birthday month. I'm forcing you to watch this with me. So you have to listen to it now. <laughs> but I like revisiting. I think it's fun. And then I feel like it also helps you discover songs of theirs you might have put on the back burner or that you forgot about or even with Apple when I listen to it. They have some great recommendations for artists as well. And I honestly like that because it really gets me to check out artists that are similar and be like, oh, hey, this person's pretty chill. So. All right. Uh, with that, Ken, what have you been listening to? So I've been listening to a whole hodgepodge of things as usual. So I was actually I went down the Milia rabbit hole because i was listening to Anna, i know heat i know hito off of their the blonde 16 album it's absolutely phenomenal i was very surprised about that and the only criticism i have against that song is there's a lot of background conversation for this because it sounds like it's supposed to be played during a like i guess how how she ended up recording it, it seems like a very real i'm using quotations here real type of song that you would be hearing in the background with crowds and stuff like that that's the only thing that i kind of have a little bit of a if with <laughs> that's my only thing here but i was also listening to matt Bacchino with their latest release of orange really really good i've been really liking that Atarayo with their latest release of Todoku Mirai. So that was also really good. And it's very Atarayo, so if you know how that is. I was also listening to Ego Apartment Call Me. It's based off their new single Call Me as well. So really good if you don't know Ego Apartment. Really grunge style rock. So overall. Very, very, very nice. The one thing that I was <laughs> really, really surprised about me listening to is I ended up listening to Otto. And it was because of New Genesis. Now, I haven't watched the One Piece movie movie yet. So, like I said, I have, I have no context to what it is. But I was just like... You know, I should really listen to this song because it's been a while since I've sat down and listened to the song in its studio completion style of mix. And I ended up really, really liking it. Now, and I can understand why this song ended up doing very, very well. And it's one of the things that I found very, very interesting is if you play it on any Apple Music player, so especially on like a Mac or something the cover actually moves so it has all the shine of the lights on the image of itself for the album art and it's it really adds to the effect of it being on a concert so that's something that i was really surprised about that they're starting to do this now to make it look movable and real so but this also really got me down to sit down and listen to a lot of other auto stuff because of the fact that 
you know, her style really did change from when we were listening to Usewa. I mean, you know, she was used to used to be called the girl that just goes ah and make that lovely lovely now noise that she does and now into an actual vocalist with how she was performing with Uta's songs here I was very very surprised and I absolutely love the change and I really hope that unfortunately she continues on that path but it doesn't seem like that way <laughs> I did not know that about the cover but like now I'm gonna have to go check it out i don't have i mean i don't have a mac but i have apple music on my android phone <laughs> maybe it'll work but i i love new genesis it is legit good and not just because i saw the film red but it is a really good song uh, new genesis I, I was probably one of my favorites uh off of that movie and it is really good i, I need to check out more of her more recent stuff I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> uh, I I know yeah, how well, she I know how she is. How we reacted to her, and it seems like she has an itch, and she knows what she has, and she kind of goes back and forth. That's the thing, and you know, good for her. She can do whatever she wants. She she got her bag from this this release, so that she can do whatever she wants now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, she's really popular. Uh, but I mean, she has been for a while, but I, I really think uh, her association with One Piece really propelled her. Yeah, it did. It did. Higher. And you know, it's funny because like I, I was, I was laughing so hard about this. I, you know, just a little bit off topic here, but the the <laughs> I was I was watching last week when when we were doing the recording last week of the recording here of the Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, state of play stuff and i was like man yeah and i know how you personally feel about 16 because <laughs> it's it's a very interesting game overall and i've stated my opinions about this but i'm just like wow they're really doubling down on things that gray just does not want in a in a final fantasy game because did you hear who is doing the main song for this game uh no i i do not it is Kenshi Yanezu, and I just started laughing oh, yeah. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, wow, yeah. the person that Great has the most difficulty with is also doing the lead song for a game that he probably will have the most difficulty with doing. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I like everything that I've seen for Final Fantasy sixteen. just... I, I, I don't want to get into that, but I, I will say... I I, I, I stated do. I stated my statements on Twitter literally yeah. right after the state of play went up, <laughs> and if you think, let's just say this much, uh, I'll only talk about this very briefly because I know we're gonna end up talking about it very much so on Potosaurus here. Final Fantasy is always going to be the gateway drug to RPGs, whether it be action, whether it be turn based, whether it be MMO. Final Fantasy, the name, is always going to be the gateway drug for RPGs for people. Now, And I understand that there are people that are very, very angry of what it means to be a Final Fantasy game. And I, and I completely understand that. But for me, Final Fantasy will always and forever be the gateway drug. It's not the end-all be-all. Yeah, I mean, I, could, I can see that. 
I I think they've I I I think like they're they're veering into more ARPG territory. And, and you can I, just, you, it is what you it can is. you can see that all the way from from eleven and twelve. Twelve is very the bare the bare minimum of what they're trying to do here, and this is just a a a progression of that now. And because of the yeah, fact that thir- really thirteen is. did thirteen never really did well, unfortunately, and that was turn based in style, and because of the fact that thirteen didn't do so well. Yeah, I mean, I like the combat in thirteen, but I, I'm that one weirdo who did. I know that's not for everybody, so I I get it. No, I don't. But, I didn't mind the the combat in thirteen all so much, but on a a standard casual level, on a layman's terms level, not everyone loved it. Like the 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 general public did not love it, and uh, the fact that coupled with the fact that it was a straight and narrow path did not really help it. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> lovingly so. So no, it did not help it at all. You're correct on that one. But shifting gears here, you know. Overall, I had fun listening to all the things I did this week. You know, I, I was also got into a Naruto mood because a, a good friend of mine got married and he really loves the the Naruto songs. And we were just listening to Kanaboon Silhouette all day, every day. And he literally walked down the aisle doing the Naruto, the the Silhouette, the a. a a instrumental version of Silhouette. I can't believe he did that, but he did. And I just ended up laughing pretty hard about that. But you're going to say something? I was just going to say that is awesome. I'm yeah. glad he had fun and got to pick something he loves to walk down Nile to. Yeah, his his wife wasn't so happy about that pick, but you know, that's a different story for a different time. But with that, let's continue on to the Oricon here and... This, this, well, as you notice, you know, the Oricon only came out this week, this, or last week, and we weren't able to do the Oricon episode when we originally wanted to, so it's a little bit late this week, but overall, this was a very interesting month for March, I I would have to say, because of the fact that so many influences and releases from Korean artists made the stands here. It was definitely a Korean heavy month. Oh yes, it was. It very interesting. I mean, four four out of the nine new song or new singles that we are going to be talking about are from Korea. The rest were from Japan, obviously. But it's it's very interesting overall. But let's go into it right now with "Fly By I Do Do You" by Kepler, and you know. I, I I don't understand the appeal of Kepler. I, I really don't. So, I'm probably going to be the odd one out. I already know I am. I, I actually do like Kepler, but I'm also hit or miss on their songs. I don't love every song they do. Well, I mean, I, I remember all three of us wasn't really good fun times with Wadada. I like Wadada. I still listen to that one. <laughs> so... So I will say, I actually thought I Do, Do You was okay, but Together Forever, which is one of the, since this is a special edition, there's more than one track on it, so it's like a B-side. I thought Together Forever was really good. They had good vocals, 
And I like the composition to that one better. I think my biggest issue with them is it really is composition wise because sometimes they do things that aren't aren't that style that I like. It's really for a generation that's not mine. And I feel like that is a turnoff sometimes. But there are other things that I do like about Kepler. Like I really do like it when they showcase their vocals and I thought Together Forever was good. And I thought some of the other ones like We Fresh and MVSK was okay. Uh, but I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was okay, but I do see their appeal. I mean, they do have decent vocals. They have dance songs and that's what people want right now. So this is me being that devil's advocate on this end for, for them. Yeah. And, and you know, well, I mean, they're, I, I, I'm with Ken. I, I feel fail to see the appeal of Kepler doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with actually liking Kepler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're your jam. jam. Let's just say this much. I, for for me, I understood the appeal of Niju instantly. It's not for us, but I understood the appeal. And with Kepler, I, in, in just my personal opinion... I think it's just another dime a dozen girl group that is trying to reach that, that, that heights again, unfortunately. And it just, not, not to sound mean. It just, it doesn't sound like a sisterhood, so to speak. And I haven't felt that way, honestly, since girls. Uh, yes. Oh, well, mine was probably sister in four minute. Um, Girls' Generation did feel like that, too, but I feel like like some of the older groups felt like that. But I do get what you're saying with Kepler, and I get that same feeling. And a lot of the recent girl groups, it does feel like it's more dime, dime by the dozen now. And they don't have that sisterhood or that camaraderie within each other. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest issue because there are a lot of previous groups that showcase that, like Girls' Generation 21, who 21 are still all friends and still get together despite being in different labels or not having Hell, one. I, For I a minute. Can't, what, what's, what's, the, what's the group that is being now? I'm, I'm like totally blacking out right now. Uh, TT, TT group. TTS. Twice. Twice. There we go. T, oh, twice. Twice is probably the closest I've seen it, and then I well, guess in Black, recent years, in recent years, and I guess Blackpink too, yeah. because I think they're they're they they have they have that it factor. Let's just they say. do, and they're also pretty <laughs> tight knit. Honestly, like, it just they sound, become it, tight knit. It just sounds like, it sounds like wrestling at this point. <laughs> you know? No, it does, but I, I see what you mean because Kepler really does feel like more of the dime a dozen groups. And a lot of the ones now feel like they're more put together because they were all on shows and they put these girls together versus, I mean, I know that's how a lot of them start, but I feel like they don't have that same energy and camaraderie other ones do. And like, I do like Kepler, but I also feel like it is very hit or miss because you don't almost feel some of the music come through fully like girls generation for me there are so many songs like they just fit they have so much good harmony it works even blackpink feels like that because i do listen to them and you can hear that through them and they they have that down 
But there, a lot of the other groups that we're seeing, I feel like they don't really have that. It's not like it was. And that's kind of how I feel with a lot of the new ones. Do I like some of their songs? Yes. But I also feel like in a couple years, people are going to forget about them too. And, and that, that's the one thing that I... I have the fear of the most, to be honest. And I fear that the most were artists that obviously all of us do love. And I know for... And, and that That's... If you point point and change, there are very few groups that make such an impact on the industry, and this this is this isn't just for Korean. This is for Japanese as well. In about five years from now, besides us, and especially you, Gray, do you feel like there are people going to be talking about color creation? Oh no, no, I I don't think so. As much as I love them, I, yeah. I just don't see them having a big cultural impact. I wish they did. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that obviously. That's that's what didn't. we always want for these groups. But the thing is, um, if you don't, quote-unquote, have a, big, a, the big sales, or B, stand out enough, once your time has come and passed, not much people are going to remember you, and and I don't want them for this group for these groups. And unfortunately, I f- I feel that way about Kepler. Like once their time has passed, five years after that, do you think people are going to be talking about them? No, no, they're not. You're just gonna find all their CDs and used bookstores. Yeah, like they're they're if it gets to the point that I know them, then. We have a, a, a different situation, and this is the person that is coming that don't really listen, don't has a heartbeat on it. I didn't even I, I was surprised when I found Korean songs at Target the other day. I, I totally forgot about that, and I just I, I was very surprised about that. And I don't mean it as a thing of like, oh, he's just banging on Korean Korean pop and K-pop in general. No, it's it's on a part of. The fact that I don't think there's not much from them to stand out. And and I feel very much so by listening to, to this release. To the point that their Korean, <laughs> their Korean release that also released around the same time. Lovestruck. Lovestruck had a much more impound effect because of the fact that I just did not like it. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I, I, I see that. I did listen to Lovestruck as well, and I liked one song off the EP. But I also felt like it was very forgettable, and I think that was my biggest issue. I feel like if Kepler wants to make an impact, they have to have that sound that's going to do it, and also that chemistry that's going to do that. Because I feel like it's more than just the music. It's also that artist themselves that builds that bond that really sets them apart from everyone. And I don't, I haven't seen any music come from them that made them stand out apart from all the other groups that are coming out right now. And, and that's, that's the, the one thing. And honestly, hey, all the groups that I champion, I don't see anyone talking about five years from now. You know, Shomar, I don't think once their time in the sun has passed, it's only going to be me talking about them. <laughs> Trust me. Cicada. 
I'm, I so, love them and I'm so sad they disbanded because, but no one's going to remember them either. I think people don't remember them now. There, there are so many groups in the Japanese side of things that are the exact same way where I think they had some mild success, but I don't know if by the time they retire, will someone remember them? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, I think the bare minimum is, to be frank, I don't know about Syrup. Syrup has a my major success right now. And all of us know him. Even the casuals know of him because of the effect of Apple Music and stuff like that. But once his time passes, I don't think people will remember him. <laughs> and that's 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 the sad thing. But that that's going into the weeds here from just one one release. But overall, I I really with with this release, I just don't don't know about them and i and i'm gonna feel this way for a, a long time about kepler unless something changes with them that makes them stand out my my feelings for them are gonna still feel the same and it's really sad to say that but <laughs> it is how it is <laughs> yeah i just kind of want to echo what you guys are talking about i you know i don't know if like kepler's Definitely a flavor of the month, if, if that's a good way to put it. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. It, to be perfectly honest, that's what it is. I mean, flavor of the year. because I mean, they've been a, they did good last year, too. But I can also see in five, like, even three years from now, I doubt there'll be a Noricon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on how long the group stays together, too. Because don't correct me if I'm wrong, but don't Korean groups kind of have a reputation for not really... Long they legs. have they, they use together for a couple of years and then they disband. Unless unless there are heavy hitters, I would usually give them a seven year markability. Yeah, and give or take a few members leaving and going. It's very similar to Idol Industry in Japan. There are a lot of members who just you know leave. They're for various reasons. So, but yeah, I mean, you'll usually see them even if they're not super successful. You'll still see a lot of them churn out albums for years to come. I mean, it's 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 even worse than for the males, because they gotta go do military service, and that interrupts their their whole career. Hell, they bent the rules only for BTS. But well, and I was just thinking, when was the last time we saw Twice? Yeah, they're on, on the, tour. The, the they're on, they're on tour right now, so that that explains a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. Hell, they they they're gonna be performing in SoFi. <laughs> so that that's another thing is they they I think they had an an album last year, but they were mostly doing tours this past year. So for for twice, I understand. I, no, and I think we saw them last year. But if you're talking about we like did. six months relevancy, I don't I only think we saw them once, but. Regardless, five by sold a wonderful sixty-two thousand two hundred and forty-seven copies, and going on up to number nine, it is Stars by Sandame J Soul Brothers from Exile Tribe. So an amazing release, honestly, their best release in a long time, if not in in the last decade. <laughs> I think. Oh, I agree. I still listen to it. It's fantastic. Yeah. 
I, I wouldn't be too shocked, uh, honestly, if, you know, by the end of the year, we're, all three of us are still talking about this release. It's just that good. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Stars it's... is so, so good. Uh, yeah, and just not even the A-side track, but their B-side tracks. It makes this release so much stronger. And shows the reason why it stuck on for another month. And even, this is a release that released the beginning of February, and it lasted two full sales months. That's freaking incredible to still be on the Oricon for the monthly. But this month, it sold 69,436 copies, going on up to Limitless by ATs. And, uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Now... This is their second Japanese single, and the first time around we went with them, this it's over. It's been over a year and a half, so it's been a while to to say the least to hear something by them. And I remember why I did not like hearing stuff by them. This this was not good in my personal opinion. It it had a lot of things that I just did not like in modern K-pop, and it just blares out very much so so i kind of actually had high hopes for this mainly because we see etis on the charts quite a bit especially you know with the the korean charts and all that and i always hear about them i see their cds at target so i in the back of my mind i guess i had a different thought you know, so I had some hopes and I just did not care for it. I felt like Limitless was very in your face. It was also high energy. I didn't feel like the composition and the vocals match. It really took me out of the track. I can see why it was high energy because it's being used as theme for the new Duel Masters anime. But at the same time, like, I my hopes went really downhill and I did not care for it. I couldn't get into it. I tried so hard. I listened to it the first time and turned it off because it was just too much. And then when I listened to it again, I was like, yeah, this just isn't for me. Uh, I, I'm i a little surprised this is being used for Duel Masters. I, I don't get yeah. card battle from this. It's it's. I mean, I, I kind of get it, I guess. Uh, but well, then, then again, Duel Masters is weird. probably a little bit different from us from when we used to watch it. Granted, Duel Masters in American dub was absolutely freaking bonkers, but well, yeah. My other thing was is like Duel Masters is still a thing. I didn't realize that it yep. was still a thing yep. going on. So. Duel Masters is a major thing that it's the fourth pillar in Japanese card games. It's just that they did not want to sink in the cost for American market. Very interesting. I, I learned something tonight. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like like this. It, it Much like what Ken said, it, it's very much of current, like, K-boy group sort of stuff. I thought Diamond was a little better. It's a bit more palatable. But... Not nearly enough to hit the plus sign. I, I still was kind of indifferent on it. I, I, I'm I with you there. Diamond was a lot more toned down, but it still wasn't enough for me to go full in. Yeah, no, it's... Overall, I just, I did, just did not jive with this release. And it's it's sad, because like I said, I, I want to like all the songs here. And unfortunately, what AT's brought with Luminous wasn't 
bringing the table so much. But regardless, this week it sold a lovely 76,378 copies here. And going on up to number 7, it is Bye Bye Show by Bish. Now I know this release is probably something to very, very emotional to you, Gray. And we've talked about this. This was forthcoming because this is this is Bish's last single. It literally is going to be their last single. It's it's marketed as much. I originally thought their last single was going to be last year, but here we are. <laughs> I think the Budokan show in July really messed up that release schedule, but here we are. Personally, if you if you we, we talked about this overarching approach to how to approach Bish because now we can because their their entire discography is out there you can go and listen to it now for the most part if you were to take their first debut release and compare it to Bye Bye Show it really shows that Bish had changed overall and really showed how they matured and evolved their style Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the they they've really like they they. It's almost night and day difference, really. Yes. yes. Uh, like it, especially if you go back to like their first album, uh, and listen to it, and then you listen to, uh, uh bye bye show. It, it they've, but I will say the last year of yeah their. Let, like let they me, were really mixing it up. Let, let me butt in with this, because I, I know what you're probably going to say here. But for me, sure, if you compare their first and last release, you can see that overarching evolution. However, if you were to compare this into the slew of releases that they've done for the last year and a half, this, for me, was just all right. Because of the fact that they went balls to the wall with their year releases. To the point that everything was different. Everything really showed how these girls were changing the music industry for the old idols and idols in general. And to compare that to just Bye Bye Show where it feels very... It, it's a very emotional song and I can tell that just by listening to it. For me, as someone who is not really a fan, but uh, has appreciate what Bish has done, for me, it just was like, it's there. And I feel kind of, not robbed, so to speak, but just taken aback at this is this is how they ended it, kind of thing. It is a interesting note to go out on. And uh, I, to me, it's... <sighs> Uh, the thing I that I really kind of like about Bye Bye Show it is while it's them saying goodbye uh, to their fans and stuff. Like the thing that I like is it's very bright and upbeat songs. So you know you kind of get like this sense of a salute to the good times and. Uh, you know they're, they're choosing to go on a high note, and that that's why I kind of liked Bye Bye Show. I, I really feel like you know it's just a great song, and so I, I like I said, I, I like this release a lot. I, I think it's you know if you're a Bish fan, 
I, I think you'll like this. Uh, if you're not a Bish fan, you know, your mileage may vary, but uh, I think this is a good love letter to the fans. So for me, I think it was, I, like all the releases leading up to this were so good and very memorable. And I felt with Bye Bye, Bye Bye Show, it just, it felt very lackluster and of a really odd way to go off. Like this to be it. And I, I know initially when we originally started talking about Bish, I, I honestly didn't care for them. But with these all these releases they've done since last year, I've actually really liked their music and I've liked what they've done and show, showing how far they've come. And they've changed my opinion on how I perceive their music and how I listen to it. And I've actually went back and gave them that second chance and then with Bye Bye Show, I mean, I liked it, but it didn't feel like that's how you're ending it. That's it. It, honestly, if I, I'm just a little kind of taken aback, maybe, that this was the, the ending, you know, the ending one. I mean, I, I don't know. Or one of the ending ones. So, especially with so many of the other ones they did, I still love See You and, and Sayonara Saraba, but I feel like Bye Bye Show, I mean, it's good, but it just feels so lackluster and just a lackluster way to kind of start going out. Yeah, no, and it's, 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 it's unfortunate that both me and Luna feel this way because... This should be a momentous occasion, and they kind of just went off on a, on a whimper on the casual people. And I'm pretty sure if we were more, more, more into fandom with Bish, I think this would have turned just a little bit differently for us. But on an outlook, outside looking in kind of thing, it just feels that this this is it kind of thing. <laughs> and I and I feel bad. I just feel bad is all. And and I know for you, Gray, because this probably hit an emotional nerve for you for this release better than all of us. So and I, I knew we were going to have different opinions from the outlook for specifically for this release. There, there's a couple more different opinions when we get to the top here, but we'll, we'll save for that. But regardless, Bye Bye Show by Bish showed a wonderful 100 and 38,982 copies. That's insane that we're already hitting triple digits on number seven. <laughs> Absolutely insane. But continuing on up to number six, it is Paradise by Niju. I, I'm going to go right out and say this. This is probably Niju's best work that I've heard, heard them since their debut. I 100% agree with that statement. I honestly was blown away i also wasn't expecting much when i saw niju and seeing the title track paradise i thought it was going to be more of a super poppy upbeat track and i was pleasantly surprised niju showed off their vocals a different side of them and i was sitting there like is this the same group that did take a picture is this the same group that did clap clap I was, it was like a complete 180. Yeah, I am, 
I, I loved Paradise. I thought this was, this really kind of came out of left field for me. I wasn't expecting Need You to drop a song like Paradise. Uh, it's sung really well, and it really it's a great showcase of the girls' vocals. Uh, they sound amazing. Uh, the melody in this is done super well. Uh, everything about this song is so well put together. Uh, I'd love to see a lot more from Niju in this kind of vein. Uh, if they want to keep pulling out songs like this, uh, they'll make me a fan because this was fantastic. I, I think this was a one-off, but uh, I yep. would love to see more tracks like Paradise. Like th- This is really, really good. Yeah, and it's it, it was vocal heavy, and that's the thing. That's all you need to do to win me over specifically it, they just need to sound really really well in a vocal heavy release and paradise does that very very much so to the point that i had to listen to it again to realize that it was Niju, because i thought i had picked the wrong artist again i had to make sure and i was doubly surprised on the release that we got with paradise and i'm happy i'm very very happy that Niju did this style of release and like you just said gray i don't think it is going to (laughs) i don't think it's going to be the style going forward but i'm happy that they can show range that they can do this paradise shows that Niju can do this style and that makes me a lot more hopeful than them trying to just be twice 2.0. Makes me so much hopeful than that. Yeah, because uh, they, they really feel like their own group with yep. Paradise. Yes, yes. They, they are able to stand out just a tad bit more, which they need to do. They need to do. This goes back to our conversation that we just had with Kepler. They need to do songs like this to be able to stand out. And the fact that this loss to the number one, to number two in in the week of release that it did release in shows that these types of songs will win. And, and that kind of spoils what number two's genre is going to be in the style of. But these styles of songs are going to end up being the top of the market no matter what. And it shows that way. No matter how flashy you may be with your dance songs and more how rock heavy you are with your composition, all in all, people know if you have a vocal heavy style compositions and track, it'll win out. So, regardless, this week it sold a lovely 185,625 copies here. And going on up to number five, it is Iki Osuru Kokoro by STU48. And I, I just, personally, I kind of forgot about STU because they have no one going there. What What is STU anymore? They lost their boat. They lost their heavy hitter with Okada Nana. I'm, I'm struggling to find relevancy on why this group exists, but it's still here. And they released this this single. This is their ninth single still. And I just thought it was alright. Personally, I, I I thought the 
the other major idol song we we're going to talk about in a little bit here was a much better song but it was just all right for this this release yeah no uh sdu 48 i'm i'm with you there ken uh, i'm not entirely certain why this group is still around because they they've lost their heavy hitters you know this is supposed to be the all-stars it was supposed to be a cruise the boat's gone uh so why stu is still around is a bit of a mystery that being said i liked iki o sulu kokoro i i think it's a cute song but i don't see a large i mean it has a large audience because it sold really well but I think the audience to this song is kind of limited because either you're a fan of this music or you're not, and there's nothing in here that will ever make you a fan of it is very much for it's fans the, of idol yeah. music. And that that's pretty much all it is. I, I, yeah. I liked it. I couldn't recommend it to anybody, though. Uh, I, I like the melody. I think the girls sound good in this, but there's they're not reinventing the wheel. It is very by the numbers. Oh, 100%. It's very forgettable. Like Ken said earlier, I actually forgot about it. I mean, I literally, right after I listened to it, all the songs sounded the same. It, I I mean, like, Ikiryo Suru Kokoro, it was okay, but it just felt like it was there. They also don't know what they're doing at this point. Like you said, there's no boat, there's no cruise. Their heavy hitters are gone. And this really does show. And the only reason it probably sold so much is because there's people who really want to support them and they have their fans. But how many of these singles will end up in the dollar bin at some point? Because I don't know how many ones like this you're going to be able to get for a dollar at book off in a couple years for Hyakuen. So many of these singles, Hyakuen, and there's just an abundance of them. And I feel like this is one that I would never revisit. It just felt very plain and there, generic. Yeah, it was cute, but when every single track on the single sounds the same, that's not good. And I feel like they need to find out what they're doing and build that uniqueness again that makes them stand out. But overall, it sold impressively only to lose out to to number one here of this of this month and i can understand why it sold bombastically well it sold 222,000 copies and 100 222,103 copies here that that tells you that number one and number two have the heavy hits if the second rounders are hitting over close to 2,000 and over 200,000 here but Let's go on to number four. It is Here I Stand by Treasure. And I, I gotta say, for a debuting Japan debuting Korean boy group, this really hit very, very well. And it impressed me very, very much so. Granted, I think I know what you're going to say here, Gray. I think the B-side song was much better than Here I Stand. But Here I Stand had a very impressive roundabout overall yeah uh here i stand is really it for what it is it was i liked it i, I didn't love it so I, beautiful the ballad version I, I found 
uh, uh, I thought was amazing and really just blew my socks off. But here I stand. It's not a bad song. I, I think it's really good. It's really well done. Uh, my, I, I felt like it didn't stand out enough to me personally. So I, I, I kind of, I, I didn't hate here. I stand. It was, it was kind of just one of those songs where I was like, well, yeah, I like it. Like if it came on the radio, I would turn the channel. I, you know, this would be very good. And I could see myself like it, over time, liking this more and more. But, uh, you know, today, like today, just my first listen to it, stuff like that. Like I thought beautiful, just not my socks off. Uh, but I, I, I will say I've taken notice of treasure. I like their vocals. I think they're very, you know, both songs have great vocals in them. And I am very interested to see what they do next. Uh, I, I, that I liked what I heard and I can't wait to, hear more so i agree i was pleasantly surprised by treasure's single here i stand i i've heard of treasure i've actually seen a lot of their k-pop cds around target and our vintage stock here but i never checked them out so i was glad to see them actually make their japanese debut and finally get to listen to them and i thought here i stand was good i was surprised by that but i agree with gray beautiful the b-side track was amazing and i was more than pleasantly surprised by this i i'm looking forward to hearing more of their music and see what they'll do because if treasure keeps doing singles like here i stand beautiful really showcasing their vocals i think the their harmonies are really good and i also like the composition i feel like it was a very well-rounded single i i'm hoping they stick to this route because that then we'll have you know a group we can follow see how they do in the industry and i honestly i'm very curious so I'm looking forward to hearing more of their music and I actually might check out some of their K-pop stuff too to see if it sounds the same. I, I always like to see if different artists vary depending on which market they're going into. So I think that would be a fascinating thing to check out. But for, I think, Treasure, I, I do recommend Here I Stand by Treasure. I I really liked it. Hell, like I said, this lost second to what is going to be number three as of right now, and it sold amazingly so. And for a Japanese debut, I'm very, very surprised that it sold as much as it did, to be honest. it's It sold 235,347 copies here. And going on uh, to number three, it is Hitowa Yume o Nido Miru by Nogizaka46. And I'm I'm going to say right out from here from the sales, half a mil. Half a mil. That's fantastic for Nogi's. I don't think they've reached that in a long time. No, they no, they haven't. I I I'm a little indifferent on this because I honestly didn't really care for it. Just gonna admit that right there. Um I, I, I'm hit or miss in Nogizaka 46, though. I'm really happy they hit 
half a mil. I mean, that's a big deal. And I think my biggest issue with Hitowa Yumeo Nido Midu is is really it also sounds kind of generic. I mean, I liked it, but at the same time, it still felt very generic idol to me. And I also felt like it was forgettable. And after hearing the STU 48 one and then going to this, I was just like, wow, they sound really similar. Did I just listen to this? And that was my issue is it really it. I mean, I'm really happy they sold that much, but it also felt run of the mill to me. So it didn't do anything to make me like jump and be like, oh my God, this is really good. I feel like some of the last idol tracks we've talked about, I was impressed with. But Hitowa Yumi Onido Miru, I didn't feel that way. So I'm probably that person out on that, but that's just how I felt about it. Uh, me, me personally, I, I really like this. I, I, I thought it was really good. I, my biggest criticism to Hito, uh, Hito wa Yume Oni no Miru is, uh, that this song is five minutes and 43 seconds. <laughs> I, I knew you no <laughs> business being this long. It overstays its welcome. Uh, very, I, I very really fast. Like <laughs> I, I I like this. I like the melody. I love the vocals. I I I, I hit the plus sign. I, I didn't hesitate. But like near the end, I, I I had that thought. Why is this song still playing? Do I have it on loop? Is you know did uh go? Because I was like, man, it seems like I've been listening to this song for a long time, and I had because it's five minutes and 43 seconds it's just way too long they could trim this down i i i imagine like they could they, they have to do like i mean because if this was like a four minute song i think it'd be way better mm. but as it stands i i did i, I liked it I, I liked the whole special edition that they have on apple music uh, uh boku tachi no sayonara which is the number two track I, I had a lot of fun with. I thought that was a great track too. Yeah, so, the B sides, the B side releases for this was much stronger in my personal opinion. And this is no shake to what the double centers had for this release because this is the first time they've they, they've done a double center in a long time, and I I just feel like there was a lot of things going on with this release which doubled into the length of this release overall for Hitowa Yume o Nido Miru. I just think that the B-Size tracks did what they needed to have done and went on, so to speak. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think you're completely right. Uh, the, the, uh, like I said, I, I thought the whole release was strong overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the B tracks are are, and, and that's typically true for a lot of the stuff. But the, uh, the B tracks, I, I think, is where the magic's at. Uh, Usually, it I, is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, but I, I like this. Uh, it was an easy plus sign for me. Yeah, and regardless, you know, the release overall, like I said, half a mil and five hundred sixteen thousand eight hundred and forty four copies. That's nothing to sneeze at. That is nothing to sneeze at, and I'm pretty sure Sony and the forty six corporation is very very happy at that number. So, 
Regardless, moving on to number two here. It is Special Kiss by Naniniwa Danshi. And before I, I can hear the squealing of Grey going off, I'll have to say this much. This is the direction they needed to have gone for a, a ballad-style vocal-heavy performance here. And I really appreciate what Naniniwa Danshi did to the point that I am probably really happy to say this is probably overtaking to love it's 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 a really good song i have to say that much i uh i i love this i think you're right ken i i i want to add a little bit more to that uh as the podcast is going you can hear my allergies are are, are getting worse uh yeah yeah i i heard it last last release (laughs) Yeah, it's just, whew. Uh, but I, I will say uh, Special Kiss is amazing. I really love this track. I think the guys really just shine so bright on in this release. This is uh, a song that is, is in the genre that I love. I love fun love songs, and that's what this is. Uh, special kiss is just this fun energetic number it does lean a little bit more heavy on their vocals and it gives this like they sound amazing i I thought this was fantastic and when i heard this i was was a bit mystified it was only number two but when i heard number one i understood why it was number two but i i love this and it i i I'm considering buying the single, but I have a history of buying a single that I really like. And then once it gets here, I don't listen to it. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to do that, but, and I still need to buy their first album because I haven't done that yet. I haven't bought their first love album, but I, I want to, I want to, I want that so bad. Uh, I, I wouldn't but, be surprised if they release an album this year. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised around summertime that they would release an album. They're they're due for one anyway. Yeah, I I, I love these guys. Uh, I they they have been very consistent, uh, for me at least. Uh, I have not heard a song that they've dropped yet that I don't like. Uh, I think they're really good, and I, I can see them not being for everybody. Believe you me, I get that. I I don't think they have the widest appeal when it comes to boy groups, but if you if you really like like this like fun kind of cutesy style uh, they're perfect and, and they, they have great vocals that really just match what they're doing so uh, i i love this release i thought it was perfect i, I would still I, I can't remember if the answer is a, is a solid ballad or not but i would love to like really have them slow it down and do like a like a pretty traditional love song mm. but uh, I, I would love to hear I, that. I, but... I don't think that's in them. <laughs> uh, I would be surprised. No. I would be very surprised, but I don't think that's in them. <laughs> I, I, I think they might. I mean, they, they have great vocals. I think they could pull it off. But mm, what, one of them we'll doesn't. <laughs> one of them uh, doesn't. Well, he, but one, 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 one out of like eight guys, is that, that's, that's not too bad. You just make him... Make him be the 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 fallback. Let's just say this much. <laughs> so I mean, I thought it was really cute. I can totally see why Special Kiss was number two. 
And I really do. I, I even though I'm not super into some of the male artists, I think Nani 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 Wadanchi does a great job with the single. It is a I I still like Uda Buddha better, but I think Special Kiss is a solid way to go. And I I like that they're definitely relying more on their vocals and they're doing something more vocal heavy. I think my only gripe is there's one vocalist. I don't know his name who does stand out. As you can tell, he might need a little bit of work, but I feel like that's with every artist. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, but I and still you know, think... the, the, the thing is we might harp on that guy's vocals, but he's literally only been with the group in its entirely for only a year and a half at this point. So any, any, yeah. any and that takes time remarks. To like... Yeah. Any remarks you might have, it it takes time, so... (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I think, like, he does a great job for the... As he doesn't have as much experience. And, I mean, he might stand out a little bit, but at the same time, I I still feel like it does not take away from Special Kiss and what the song brings, because once you, you know, you get past that intro, it really flows very well, and I'm honestly looking forward to seeing what else they'll do and how they're they're going to develop as a group, because I most of their songs have been more hit than miss for me, which is not always the case with the idol groups. But I I greatly enjoyed Special Kiss, and I'm very very glad to see it on here and do and Nani Wadanchi doing so well, and. I'm just looking forward to seeing what else they'll bring to the table. And I also knew that as soon as I heard this, I bet I thought, well, I know Gray's listened to this about a hundred times over. <laughs> and, you know, with this release, and we'll, we'll get to number one in a, in a little bit here. This just proves why Johnny's is the kings of male idols. It, it, it really does does prove that point here to the point that all three songs that we're going to be talking about with two and one, they all have a different flavor and style for each of the types of people they're going for. And I really appreciate that no matter what they release, they have something for everyone, for their fans. And that's something that is very, very impressive for any type of label, to be honest. And this really just shows that how allegations aside why johnny's are doing very very well (laughs) but regardless special kiss sold a wonderful 551,219 copies here another over half a mil another amazing release by Nani Niwadanshi to the point that Johnny's is just probably going to sweep the market when the year end comes here so with that let's go on to number one here and it is Trapestry slash W by Snowman now double A side not too much of a a change that snowman usually do because a majority of their releases are double a side releases i want to say as of late so overall two varyingly different styles of compositions for two styles of songs here and 
And that was a great. And it really showed why they ended up being number one at, at the end all be all here because of just they got something for everyone. Tapestry is much more of a a vocal heavy style performance while W is a much more dancey style performance. You got busts of both worlds. It's like what Miley Cyrus says. So it's very, very interesting overall what we have here with 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 Snowman and it's it really shows why I think you know as we have these varying degrees of what is going to be the top group for for Johnny's and obviously I think we're all in agreement still that King and Prince is the kings for Johnny's next generation right yes that is correct however if we are going to pick number two who are we picking? It has to be Snowman, right? I was going to say that. Snowman's definitely in that second range. I, I think Stones, baby. As much yeah, as it, I it, it's, it's, it's was a, not it's a, a Stones fan when they debuted. I, I've it's really a, been around to them. It's a toss-up between those two, to be honest. Because of the fact that all both of them, both of them, Snowman and Stones, hit very, very well and sell very, very well. It's a toss-up between the two of them, to be honest. I want to see... I think this is the year we see that that split of who is definitively going to be number two and who is going to be number three. And we can't forget Nani Wadanshi. Nani Wadanshi is going to be... It's it's the youngin, but it is going to take up the rear here. I, I would love to have this discussion later on down down the year... I think we should have this discussion in November, to be honest, of who do we think rightfully takes that second crown. And as of right now, it, it shows up to be Snowman, but Stones has a very, has a wider range, I, I believe. And that's, and I think we're both in that personal agreement, right, Gray? Uh, maybe I don't know. I I will say Snowman mixes it up quite a lot. Like a mm. lot of their music, you know, they they deviate a lot. They don't have a set formula that they stick to. They they really play with what they're capable of, and that's what makes them really good. And 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 the grand scheme of things is they really can tackle a lot of Anything. variety of different songs. Yeah, and and they they sound great. Like like they're very they're a very consistent group, uh, and you know there are some songs I like more than others, but overall, like I I I don't think there's a bad Snowman song. Uh, I I like everything that I've heard by them, and I, I think they're just very consistent, which is what I want. That's what I'm looking for. You know, I want groups that have a high level of consistency that, you know, every time you sit down and you listen to them, you're, you're entertained or you're drawn into what they're doing. And, uh, that, you know, Snowman does that, does that really well. Now, like I said, Stones, I will say like, like they still have like a couple of tracks that I don't like, hmm. but I, I have really come around on Stones. I think, you know, vocally they are vocally. I think when they will, I think, I think vocally Stones has is the better of the two, while Snowman can adapt to any genre that they're given, 
and that that takes a special skill in and of itself. But I think Stones is the better vocalist of the two. Yeah, which Stones still likes to do their pop and lock. Which yeah, that, that's, the that, that, me, that's, that's the only thing that that's the only thing that I kind of I think that's the only thing that is uh, the bad thing about them is they're still caught in their ways of what made them great, while Snowman has let go of that. Let's just say that much. <laughs> Uh, maybe I, I hear it a little bit w uh yeah no i mean it's in w but it's it's it, it's not much it's not their bread and butter like they would think it is oh you're right you're 100 percent right on that one i mean if 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 it if it was still their bread and butter it would be w and tapestry not tapestry and w tapestry is the top billing for this song for the double a side here And I will say I do prefer Tapestry over the the two. Uh, it, it's uh, it's it's one of the songs like when I first heard it, I kind of liked it. But the more I go back and listen to it, the more it's kind of growing on me a bit. Uh, w I don't dislike. I think it's a pretty solid song for what it is. It's it's but, pretty much the song that they knew could get their way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I greatly enjoyed Tapestry. I thought it was absolutely fabulous. They really showed off their vocal range. That is my preferred track. I thought W was okay, but I did want to talk about it because when I heard it, I thought this sounds super, super familiar. So the composition at the beginning reminded me of a Kodokumi song called Ayo. And there, I there's other songs that I feel like I've also heard the type of composition in that it's been used before. And the person who did compose this has done a lot of stuff with Exile, Exile Tribe, Avix in general, Rhythm Zone. So I'm honestly not surprised that it felt very reused. So that was my big issue with W is it really felt like I've heard this song somewhere before. Vocal wise, I liked it, but it was really the composition that threw me off because I spent the whole time trying to think, what is this from? I know I've heard this. Is this a, what's it called? Um, Is this like a remake? That type of thing? Is this like a reboot? You know, that type of thing. Like, is this a re-record, a rehash? And and not that it's bad. I honestly do like, you know, I I think it's a a fun song. But Tapestry is my preferred one. And I think that is just phenomenal. Um, I can see why it took number one. And I am so sad it almost made it to 1K. It came so close. I mean, 1 million. Sorry, 1 mil. (laughs) (sighs) My brain. Um. I, it's so shy. It's a little bit shy of one mil, and that kills me because I'm really proud they're number one. And also, seeing all the competition they had, they were up against Nani Wadanchi, Nogizaka, and so many other heavy hitters. And seeing them even ma- just making it almost a one mil is amazing. So. 
props to them and it's a solid single like I really liked it and I'm looking forward to see more what Snowman will do as I really feel like they've pushed themselves to the forefront and come such a long way from when they first debuted yeah no and with all this talk about their their accomplishments with how everything is done I didn't really get to talk about this release with Tapestry it it shows their vocal sides very very well I'll, I'll give it that W is a very dance heavy song and we, I, what I've just talked about it really showed that they understand what they're given with and they can make into very very well the vocal vocal wise with tapestry is done very very well while I I personally think like like thinking back to it I like like I just said I think stones is a much more better of the vocalists here tapestry gives them very very front runnings here on what it means for their vocal style and i really appreciate that with double it's really them it's their dance style that they want to try and still do and i appreciate that that they don't want to forget about the style that made them famous in the first place and overall i really enjoyed this release if i was in japan i probably would have picked it up to be honest and it's overall I, I really enjoyed it but like you just said luna it almost hit one mil it it, it was very very close it's nine hundred sixty four thousand and twenty two copies here i'm pretty sure it's going to reach one mil by april for this for this month with over a hundred thousand or not even they, they can make it with only 40 40k so i'm pretty sure they'll reach platinum at at one mil here so overall a very very good month i can't wait to see what we have in store for april and i enjoy what we've been doing as of late with this so but yeah i want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of ongakudu you can follow all of our social media stuff at ongakudu at twitter and instagram you can follow the website where we talk about the japanese music industry at ongakudu dot com you can follow our affiliates Corey hunter who is a retro twitch streamer you can follow him on twitch.tv slash Corey hunter k-y-o-r-y-u-h-u-n-t-e-r you can also follow timber taff who is another variety streamer and should be happy for you because he's playing dragon quest right now grace uh, i think he's playing three i forget which one he was dabbling in but nice. you can check him you can check him out at twitch.tv slash timber taff t-i-m-b-e-r-t-a-f-t you can also follow your sister luna rose at twitch.tv slash rainstar kitty r-a-i-n-s-t-a-r-k-i-t-t-y you can also check out our affiliate author fangirl has no name you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name f-a-n-g-i-r-l-h-a-s-n-o-n-a-m-e you can also talk follow the podcast where we talk about games where t- where me kill timber and fangirl here at podosaurus this upcoming week we'll probably be talking about the mario movie we'll be probably talking about all the wonderful releases that the Sonic movie and the Knuckles movie that's probably going to come out because I know Lou is a very diehard Sonic fan. Not that kind of diehard Sonic fan, but, you know, a normal one. 
You can also look out for our talk about Final Fantasy 16 and Breath of the... Not Breath of the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> that tells you so much of how I'm paying attention to Zelda here. But yeah, you can follow that by looking up Curry Hunter on same as his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me personally on Twitter at OTYKM1 where I talk about Bang Dream, I Naibo, Roboco, Herobo, and Josh Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Gray? You can follow me on Twitter at Ogaku Gray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So just follow me there. And where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on several of the social medias, such as Twitter, Letterboxd, Serialized, my anime list, Anime Planet Kitsu, as Luna Maria87. And you can follow me on Instagram as Nerdy Collector Luna. I mainly talk about what I'm, which, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and you can see photos of delicious food and my crazy cats. Well, yeah. I want to say thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of Ungakudu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great rest of your week. Jamatene. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.